Welcome to Try or Die. Welcome to the Try or Die podcast. My name is Braden Ball. My name is Ben Valley. This past set of weeks, we have been silent a little bit because we have been working on a lot of things. A lot of school has been happening this week, but... Finals. Exactly. Which, once summer comes, you guys can be expecting a slew of amazing content. It's going to be great. That being said, we're here, we're podcasting, because we just became boxers. And by we, I mean Ben. (laughs) I became a boxer with only three weeks, technically two weeks of training. We'll give you like a two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks of training, doing an actual fight with no previous fighting experience at all. Mm. And I tried training. Yeah, I tried to train. I just was a fill-in for said fight, and they didn't need me, and I also couldn't get off work for the day. So it worked out, but yeah. I did train and tried to get to the same point. And, yeah, but we have a couple segments that we're going to jump into. We have quote of the week first, right? Yes, we do. All right, you go ahead. All right, so I found this last moment, like maybe 30 seconds ago, but I really liked it, and it looked really good, and it was by Samuel Jackson. He said, courage is the greatest of all virtues because if you haven't courage – you may not have an opportunity to use any of the others. And that sounds like a very cliche quote on surface. It sounds like one of those things that you would write with like a dry erase marker on your mirror so that way whenever you look into it, you're like, oh my gosh, today's going to be perfect. Mm. But I've something that's really hit me hard lately, oftentimes cliche things are overlooked, but that doesn't – there's a reason they became cliche. Like, they're very valuable, good things. People will say a cliche verse of the Bible or to have John 3.16 as your favorite verse of the Bible. Well, that's cliche. That's the one everyone likes. Basic. Yeah, because it sums up everything. For God's yeah. will of the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish by everlasting life. What is mm-hmm. not – what about that is not beautiful? Of course that's so many people's favorite verses. And so I've been hitting this lesson that cliche things doesn't – it's – Oftentimes, they're beautiful, and there's so much good wrapped up in them that that gets hidden by the fact that we call them cliche. And I think this is one of them because and, – and it kind of – I'll break it up more a little bit in the highlight of the week, but I've just really lately been enjoying this bout of courage that I feel like I've had and been able to talk to people and have good conversations. It's just everything that courage has allowed me to do that if I didn't have this much courage – all these other facets of my life would just be dwindled. So you say that you've gained a bunch of confidence, right? Through try or die. Why is that? Well, compared to your old favorite quote that we've ever said on here. And I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit because I don't know what word for word was that when you look in the mirror, instead of giving yourself affirmations, give yourself a stack of undeniable proof so that whenever you say who you are, you have that proof that says who you are. Tell me about the undeniable proof. What undeniable proof did you gather? Well, what did you suddenly, do? Suddenly, I can sit there and I can say I've written a book in a week. That's something that absolutely no one thought I would even make no, it. No past. one does. No one does that. Who, I, who did? No one's done that. Yeah. That I've ever seen. No one's ever been like, let me write a hundred pages in one week by pure choice. Only to bring it on myself. Like, if it's for school, maybe they procrastinated the worst assignment of their life. Okay. Maybe they've had to do that. But I've never seen someone who says, let me make this horrible project that gives me 
maybe three hours on average sleep per night. Let me just do that. Mm. Never seen anyone that wants to do that. I didn't want to do it, but I do it again in a heartbeat because of just what all I learned from it. Yeah. And then the confidence to go up front in front of 40, 50 people mm-hmm. and make a fool out of myself trying to make them laugh. Becoming a comedian. Become a comedian in a week. That was horrifying. Mm-hmm. That was one of the scariest things I've ever done because I, I've grown up. I've preached and stuff, uh, sermons. That's written down. It's not situational. I can be confident that what God's word says is what it says and that mm-hmm. people will hear that because it's God's word. And people will hear that and go, mm, yes, amen, because it's good. I didn't make it. I had to make all this myself. And I had to let all these strangers be the judge of whether or not I was enough. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. scary. And did it just for... And not only did we do it, we opened the open mic night. Yeah. We, <laughs> we succeeded for our first time. We did well. Exactly. And then there's been stuff where like, I've also learned that is way harder and way bigger of a project than I gave it credit for, but still made an attempt to do something, which was trying to start a side hustle in just a week where we absolutely bombed it. We did horrible. We got, I mean, we sure we made 200 bucks by. Or becoming boxer in one week. <laughs> or becoming a boxer in a week. Yeah. Absolutely got humbled That's and I didn't even fight, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like all this different times where if we only had success stories, it would, it would be arrogance. Mm-hmm. I would be very arrogant because I would say, oh, well, I've only done good stuff. And it's only worked out, so of course I have confidence. But I think that's the difference in confidence and courage. Is like, can you say your quote one more time? I can. Let me get my phone because I don't I have it internalized. Didn't listen to it all. Zoned out. <laughs> courage is the greatest of all virtues because if you have not courage, you may not have an opportunity to use any of the others. Mace Windu, Samuel Jackson. That's really good. Yeah, the dude from the Marvel franchise. Nice. Well, awesome. My quote of the week has a little bit of a story with it. Mm. Um, so I got super sick. This is uh, during the the weekend. I was sick for f- like five days, really bad. And it was during the weekend that the fight night was supposed to be, but then it got postponed. And so I get super sick. But past times when I've been sick in the last few, last two years. I have not had a good confidence because I would eat bad. I drank alcohol and yeah, I just didn't feel good about my health. Mm. So going into this with consuming, I didn't consume any alcohol. My diet was really well and I was getting sick. I have health anxiety, um, pretty bad. And I used to have terrible panic attacks, but it's something I had to overcome. But you know, so usually when I get sick, I kind of go into big, deep, depressive mode. But I had so much more confidence, that undeniable proof, mm. because of the way I've been living. I was still really sick, but I didn't – usually I would throw up. I didn't throw up. I, I did better than I did previously with being sick. And obviously alcohol had a huge play in that. I know. Because last – I remember last time being sick, I was like, oh, I've been drinking so much. I uh, I feel like this, this is mm. terrifying. Because you've been drinking so much and then you get really sick. You were like, oh, what if I, what did I, do? you know, like that definitely had an f- effect on it. So I had so much more courage with my health anxiety, you know. I had the undeniable proof. I wasn't just shouting affirmations. 
So, but why was I got super sick the first day? I was laying there with a fever, and you know I was just gonna sit there and watch watch YouTube until I fell asleep. But I was like, no, I'm not gonna watch a single Netflix or YouTube until I catch up on my Bible plan. And so I was like 20 days behind, and but I caught up through that night super late, and then the next morning didn't watch a single bit because that's what I do when I'm sick. I just watch Netflix because it's a great excuse. You're like, oh, I can sit in bed all day and not feel bad about it. Mm. But I was like, no, even when sick, I'm going to finish the Bible plan. So in Galatians, I, you know, I found this verse and I wrote it, um, put it down on my verses to memorize. And is, did you have something to say? I was going to say from, from a spectative point of view. Mm-hmm. So if you've never done like a Bible plan on the Bible app, you can do it with someone yeah. and it'll say it when they've commented on it. And that's the way it works is set up. You, you do the devotion, the verses or whatever and then you can comment on it at the end to kind of give each other you know whatever insight that you had from it from reading it i'm sitting there like just working on random given stuff and i just get my phone just starts going ding 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 and like every five to ten minutes for like three hours straight my phone's just going ding 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 and it's saying like ben valley commented on day 12 13 14 and it just keeps going and i'm like holy crap like he is doing that. I didn't even know that. It was crazy. And it was it was so inspiring. It it made me I didn't not in the same Bible plan, mm-hmm. but I ended up like digging into scripture so much that night. Just because God used that through you. And it was something for me. And it was really cool. That's awesome. I'm really glad. Yeah, I just for hours I would just read the Bible plan and then I'd sit there and meditate on it. Because I did, it was like I'm not looking at Instagram, I'm not looking at YouTube at all. I'm just doing Bible plan. And uh, yeah, I just and I got it done. It was such a great spiritual experience, dude. Mm. Digging into scripture like that, it just really encouraged me to get off my phone more. That's why I've been really struggling, just um, you know, being on my phone so much. So, um, yeah, I found this Bible verse, and it just hit so hard, especially the last the last little bit of it. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for a due season we will reap, if we do not give up. As Galatians, that's one of Paul's letters. Um, that's what the Bible plan goes through, all of Paul's letters to ch- various churches and mm. people. And what is up? Hello. Is that say Jane, Jane Rose? Dude, yeah, I Jane feel like Rose. I just got dyslexia trying to look at that. It's so far away. <laughs> I'm like, Hello, Jane Rose. Um, but yeah, Galatians 6, 9, if we do not give up, we will reap. We do, Just don't grow weary of doing good. Keep going. And then you will reap if you do not give up. But you can mm. push so far, and the point where you feel like breaking, oh, dude, you could you could get rid of all your progress. So don't ever grow weary of doing good. And it's kind of one of those things where people are like, I've I've heard this so many times. Oh, Hold on, I've heard this so many times of people saying, "Oh, I was in the church forever. You know, I studied my Bible um, so much, and I was such a good Christian. I did went to the, um, you know, I uh, I." tried not to sin by wood i feel guilty about it but i pushed so hard but i never found um you know it was just always so hard so i just couldn't bear it anymore i've heard that multiple times but it's like almost like god you know we have a no matter what we go through in this life the internal glory does not compare so like i know i get this life is hard and it sucks and it's filled with guilt but you have to push through. You have to not give up. You cannot grow weary of 
doing good, but you also need to learn how to accept God's overflowing love and, and grace and grace. And you can even when you're messing up, you 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 just have to realize that you're okay. You're trying. Repentance is the turning of your mind. If you go to the Greek and Hebrew, um, it is turning of your mind because not turning from your sin because no one has ever completely turned from their sin. Exactly, bro. No when one you, has ever completely turned from the sin, but you can change your mind and you can try to do something. Bro, when you focus on doing instead of being, mm-hmm. then you're always going to come up short. You're always going to fail because we are human. And that's why that beautiful, uh, like, like you said, it's that turning of the mind. It's suddenly mm-hmm. your being is not in sin. You are, your being is is that identity that God gave us when he created us originally and then sin marred it and then jesus was like nah yeah died bought that back so that we had the choice to have that again and that's what you're choosing you're just choosing it and then as a result you just start to do naturally yeah the things that you do no longer are of this earth they become of christ and and you hit on something so amazing dude that i was like Mm. jumping for joy Uh. um i've been talking to one of my friends a lot lately uh and, I, and I've been having this opportunity to talk to him a lot about just pushing through because that's something that, yeah. you know, you and I have kind of made a central core theme Is of Try Is this the highlight, right? Is uh, your highlight? No. My highlight's a totally oh, different, different thing. Okay, this is a totally different going, thing. And so, yeah, my friend and we just get on this this conversation of just how, like, how do you keep pushing through when it feels like every single part of it is not going to work out like no matter what you're going to fail it how do you keep pushing through knowing that and and sometimes i struggle so much to find that answer because like and i want to say the perfect things i want to say the jordan peterson like answer Mm -hmm. but i think that verse kind of summarizes that really well and like if i can't say it well god can Mm -hmm. that that you don't need to grow weary of of trying of doing good because no matter what that will eventually work and be good i just think that's cool it's just it's a great verse just that yeah don't give up like how is not living for christ going to make your life any better except for the the now you know your now situation it might be better not living for christ you might feel more ease right potentially or you might be able to distract yourself for a while from your life because life is hard right i think you'll feel more happiness but you won't feel joy yeah no i'm saying but it like the temporary happiness Mm, that you'll feel because that's what a lot of people do they're like i can't do this anymore i'm gonna go live for the world and for honestly for temporary happiness it's nice but then it just gets way worse so we can't yeah we can't grow weary of doing good i think the biggest part of where i struggle with that is just loving everybody always i love that book it's my favorite book by bob goff everybody always and i'm rereading it right now but it's like he, he's like i thought i was great at loving because there's a lot of easy people to love and i do it and they tell me how good i was at it but what about those people that seem very disagreeable to you or those people in your life that you just like avoiding because they're kind of weird they're just weird people and they're not bad people and you should talk to them but they're just weird and you think you're better than them kind of you know and 
but what about loving those people the people that don't remind you how good you are at loving you know like going i have a big problem with that i have a, a couple people in my life i hit right away this guy um but i kind of just stopped responding to him you know because it was so hard for me to talk to it was very depressing because of his life situations but i realized that i really need to i need to talk to him hmm. but it's just hard to that's where i'm struggling just love everybody no matter what something touching on that that hit me recently was a lot of people will a lot of people our age that are starting to reconnect with the true gospel and mm-hmm. the true power of it to love are able to love people that have felt isolated from church a lot i think of like for for example a lot of like you know the lgbtq plus community and i think we do a great job at showing those people more love but the hardest thing I've had to learn. How did you comment? That wasn't me. That says Brandon Bell, not Braden Ball. That's my counselor, bro. Oh, I was so <laughs> confused. I was like, how are you doing this, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. man. Yeah, if you're listening to this in the future, by the way, we do this live on YouTube. Yeah. And so we can interact with you live. Um, but I had to learn to love the people who are hating. He likes Bob Goff. That's You're so missing this amazing quote, bro. So I'm, I'm saying you philosophical go. things. I am Socratesing right now, bro. All right, go for it. <laughs> it's hard to love the people who hate the people that you love. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, let that let that sink in. That one felt that one felt good word wise. Yeah, because I don't know. It's easy to love the underdogs in something, or love the people who other people are hating on. Yeah. It's hard to love the people who are hating on the people. Yeah, it's hard for me to love people who are progress like who are who are doing this christianity that directly goes against the gospel yeah. it is so hard for me to love those people or the people that are hating everybody like i hate gays and i hate these people i'm like no you need to love everybody but in that i also need to love that person and i'm like mm-hmm. that i and i don't know how to do that efficiently except yeah. through god's love the only way to love those people for me mm-hmm. is to let god's love flow through me overflow and let it so many times in the bible overflow. and then what i learned is that that's how i should love everyone yeah and it's just oh it's amazing wow what a quote crazy that scripture not crazy this is complete sarcasm crazy that scripture was able to provide such an insightful conversation yeah i say satirically yeah it's awesome but should we go to highlights i think we should you go first i went first with the quote i want to hear your highlight then all right so my highlight of the week, um, technically it is over a week now, but we are supposed to podcast Sunday. It is now when uh, Tuesday. So, but something awesome happened. So the again, we be, I became a boxer in only two weeks and did a real fight. And the night before the fight, there's the weigh-ins and interviews and stuff. It was a lot of fun, and everyone was um, getting interviewed, and they started talking about their walkout songs, and. Everyone's talking. This one guy was like, yeah, it's got fast cars in it, uh, you know, money, all the good stuff. Maybe this other guy's like, yeah, mine's really intimidating, goes hard, um, does all that. And then they uh, they came to me and they're like, Ben, you sent a very interesting, very different song in. Uh, can you tell us about that? And I was like, immediately just burst into saying, yeah, my song shows the transformation 
through Christ's love. And I chose that song because I want Christ to be centered around everything I do, no matter what I do. And everyone was just like, yeah, all, they're all cheering. Because, um, you know, everyone kind of came from SAU to this event. That was most of the people was filled with SAU. They're not affiliated with it, uh, which is Southern Adventist University. It's a bunch of Christians. And, you know, they're all hungry for the word. But um, I feel like a lot of college students our age are falling away from that. But, you know, they're all there's just there's definitely a hunger. There's a thirst for the Holy Spirit going around right now we saw that with the asbury revival and so everyone just was cheering um but i was like i wonder how many out of all those people who are cheering like how many people are actually following that putting christ in everything they do yeah. but um yeah it was just an awesome experience you know i felt i felt good about it it was cool what what song did you walk out to so it was 22 by 2ru it's a christian rap song um but it has some great lyrics mm. that just go really deep. Mm. And it it's, it really is true. It talks about, you know, like being a prodigal son, coming back from his days of sinning and living for Christ instead of not the world. And it just, it, the beginning of the song describes my life so perfectly. And that's why I put it. And then I got knocked out. <laughs> You're jumping but into the challenge I'm too jumping quick. too much in the challenge But spoiler alert <laughs> You um, got TKO'd bro Yeah TK, I didn't get actually knocked out But uh, hey um, Solid TKO And um, Yeah you know, so that's my highlight of the week Just It was cool to be cheered for that Because I, I truly have like Been made fun of a lot for that Like because all I play is Christian music like that's all I listen to, and so I'm in the car or with people. I talk about that, and they just are like, "Oh, that's weird," or um, stuff like that. Um, or I haven't just felt a lot of encouragement, so it was really cool to be cheered for that, and that just you know gave me a, a great desire to bring college students that are falling away closer to Christ because I've had a lot of experiences like you with that guy from volleyball. What was his name? You want to say on the podcast? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, that's fine. Isaiah? Isaiah. And the Trevor guy. Like, people are falling away, but they want to, they want Christ in their life, you know? And so, I actually had a conversation with this guy. We're both competing to become a mascot at my school, but I'm kind of dropping out of the competition because I don't want to be in it. <laughs> and he was talking, I was just, I was just like talking about the men's ministry I invited him to it John remember we met oh yeah and um, I was talking about the men's ministry we're starting bonfire and he was like that's really cool he's like yeah I've just been actually feeling really far from God because I've been drinking a lot and I was like honestly that's a great place to be honest with yourself like no matter where you are at least you're honest with yourself you know where you're at then you can know where to go once you know where you're at so I was like that's a great place to be John but yeah that's what we're trying to get just a great fellowship and get some Get some word and some fellowship in there. So mm. come on over. And so, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it was a fun night. And it was cool to see people on fire for the Lord like that. I love that. That's awesome. Even around something that is so taboo in that kind of this, uh, area as boxing. Yeah. People, a lot, I've, I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, how can, how can fighting be bringing you to God? And I'm like, dude, God is fierce. God is this crazy, passionate, <laughs> fierce amazing god look mm -hmm. at david bro he's fighting bears and lions and giants 
Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um yeah, crazy guy. Yeah, I mean it's filled with fighting. Mm-hmm. Um so that's what, actually a question I got on the interview. He said, um, you know, you talked about following Christ and putting that everything you do. How does that play with fighting? And I said, well, I just put him, um, I make him first in everything I do. And there's nothing wrong with getting your hands dirty. That's what, that was my response. I didn't know how to respond to that. You know, like what's, you're doing this fighting sport, but, um, you're proclaiming that you're living for Christ. How does that coincide? And I was like, I don't know. I know it's, I don't, I know it's not wrong. I don't feel convicted for this at all. You know, you're just doing a fighting sport. It's like any other sport. I mean, it kind of gives you perspective because it talks um, in Paul's letters. He talks about, no, Romans. Yeah, which is Paul's letters. He <laughs> he, uh, he talks about, um, you know, training your body, like training for Christ as training like an athlete um, and running the race. Yeah, and look at the it athletes says, of that time too in, in Rome, bro. Yeah. Everything was centered around gladiator and, and being – crazy fit for that kind of chariot athletics. racing which is so violent. yeah people weren't playing soccer in rome bro no and so it literally says as an athlete um that's how you're supposed to like view um training yourself for christ so it kind of gives you perspective of becoming an athlete mm. especially a fighting athlete because that's what you're doing you're fighting you know our battle is not against flesh and blood but against principalities but uh, it kind of gives you perspective like that fighting it kind of uh, plays into spiritual warfare you got to prepare yourself because if you don't train hard and you don't guard your mind, you don't put on the armor of God, you're going to get beat up, dude. So it kind of gives you perspective. I don't. But what do you what's your idea? Well, on the thing is, is like, I think you're hitting that really well. And it's also like the, I have been brought substantially closer to God through training for boxing. Yeah. Same. One hundred percent. Some of the stuff I've learned, there is no shot. Well, OK, I won't say there's no shot because I'm not going to box up God. God can teach you anything through anything. But. But God absolutely used boxing to teach me some stuff. Yeah. And some of the perspectives that I learned from boxing were crazy that I will get into in the challenge. Yeah. I'll, get, um, I'll touch on that a little bit. I Honestly, I, I don't think – I think that answer is charged. Yeah. It, or, I mean that question. It seems like a charged question, a question that's made to kind of like be difficult to answer because people will say, you know, because Christ was very – it's not a pacifist, though. Exactly. No. Dude, like, Christ was very, very confrontational. Now, I'm not saying that Christ would go and just beat up people. But, I mean, look at look at, look at at how he reacts to people just completely tarnishing the temple with yeah. uh, with their market. Starts going in there flipping tables. Dude, I, I imagine Christ had to be pretty, pretty strong looking at that point in time to be able to do – to first off just be able to walk up and flip that table but also for people to be like oh oh he's serious yeah he's serious a lot of his messages stirred up people and crowds and because it's controversial he didn't say what they wanted to hear but what they needed and i mean a lot of people is a great message the gospel but um yeah it was controversial it was very controversial um i think to assume that god can't use a sp- like i don't know Fighting is this. Who did God wrestle with in the Bible? Uh, Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. Jacob's He's a wrestler, right? 
<laughs> well, like, and another thing is, like, you got to look at what's happening. You're not just beating up on someone who's less fortunate. You're not no, just that's it, you picking. Yeah. You're not just saying, oh, yes, this person over here, I'm going to rob them and beat them up. And then, yes, God is using that. <laughs> no, 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 no. This person here and this person here are equally saying, I'm going to train. And I'm stepping in this to get my butt kicked or kick someone's butt. Yeah. Like, I'm not – both parties are aware of what's happening. I think whenever you put yourself on that equal playing field and you let yourself learn from it, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war kind of thing. Yeah. Like, some of the perspectives I've learned about that, man, about about how to to tame myself, how to let myself be dangerous and never have to use it. So you need to be prepared. You know, they say, you know, you shall not kill in the Bible, but a much better translation, which a lot of translations have, is you shall not murder. Murder is a felony, but killing someone in self-defense is not murder. So it's a big distinction, but a much better translation. The trans- they have two words, I know, and it uses the word of murder, not kill. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you should be able to defend, should be able to fight, should be able to protect and because you're also teaching yourself how like how bad that you can affect someone by fighting and you're also teaching yourself discipline while learning how to be dangerous it's That's the weak exactly men that hurt people and that shoot up places mm-hmm. it's the weak men not the strong ones you know mm-hmm. oh it gives you that it gives you that courage it gives you that confidence absolutely it's such a it's a great concept. I think peop- more people need to get hit in the face in a controlled way. More it's people need to get great. hit in the face. It is the best teacher. Uh, that being said, yeah, what's oh your wait, highlight? I haven't talked about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no. my highlight is when I went. I went down to uh, Chattanooga to hang out with a couple people from summer camp that I hadn't seen in like two and a half years. The summer camp changed my life. Um, going to it and it just completely taught me about. Uh, uh, about God and about what God was actually about and about his love and everything. And that same dude that you saw speak that you saw uh, looked really young. Yeah. Andrew. So he was, he was the director of disciple Trek two years ago whenever I went and two years ago, he was the director. Bro. He, 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 he's got a baby face, but dudes, dude. Well, he was only 22, two years ago, right? This is young. That's really cool. Yeah. He's worked at camp for like six years. Dude's awesome. And so, he comes up to our town, our hometown, and, like, leads a revival. And then he had to go down to Chattanooga for something. So I went down there, and a bunch of people that went to this camp also happened to be in Chattanooga in, in college at SAU. So we all just got together and hung out. And before that, I went to a coffee shop. And while I was at this coffee shop, I got to talk to this dude who just – just this amazing conversation. It was just – I, it was something that – if not for try or die, I don't think I would have been able to have the confidence to have just this beautiful, pure conversation with someone where we talked about where we were struggling. We talked about where we were strong. We talked about doubts. We talked about God. We talked just just everything. We were honest with each other. I met someone who took me up and challenged me back to be honest. Like they were honest with me as much as I was with them. And that was a beautiful conversation because you don't get that with friends. So let alone strangers. And so for a moment, it felt like I felt like I'd known this guy for years, and I met him that day because we were both honest with each other. And it was a beautiful thing. And so he and I were just talking. We talk about God. We share advice with each other. One of my favorite questions to ask people is, what is your advice? What advice would you give people younger than you? 
mm. or just anyone? What advice would you give people? That's and such an effective question. It's I've used so that good. so many times this week. But be prepared. You will get it asked back. People, yes. But people love being able to give advice. They love it. It brings up joy. It's like being able to talk about yourself and your experiences. If you get people to open up about stuff like that, but not like super personal. Like that kind of turns people off. Like, hey, what is a major turning point in your life? That question kind of seems like, hey, back off a little bit. But when you get people to be able to share the advice from that turning point it leads to the turning point then you can ask that question yeah it it was such a good conversation very refreshing and just it felt so real like there was things that kind of felt like i need like i i I was like hey man can i buy your coffee he's like no i don't want you to feel like you have to you know buy my coffee to have this conversation or just because we had a conversation you don't have to be like extra nice to me than you would anyone Mm -hmm. and i was like what did he do again remember Tell, tell him this. about the whenever he had me come sit with him or no what does he do oh yeah he, he so he he got to like hang out and play guitar with uh switchfoot the band which is like a rock band that does a lot of christian stuff too i love switchfoot so that was so cool he like whips out his instagram he's like yeah check this out it shows me a picture of him with like john foreman i was like holy crap okay fair enough dude <laughs> it was dude, just a really cool conversation yeah, you meet the craziest people when you have random conversations. And again, at a coffee shop, it's the best place. I was talking to this guy when I was writing my book, and he was a guy with a super successful TV show, like making millions, on plans to make millions, and then COVID happens and his whole life shuts down. Really? Yep. And it was that guy that I met that was in the, uh, and now he was just in a truck where his AC didn't work and he was a mechanic. Um, but he, yeah, was on track to have. Oh, he had a whole TV show going on, and then it gets shut down, and then his life is turned around. But he still does a lot of stuff, does a lot of work with cars. But it was that guy I talked to in the coffee shop, but he gave me his Instagram to go be able to interview him later. Never did that interview, but um, yeah, you meet the craziest people that have the craziest life stories. Dude. There are so many – again, I write this in my book. There are so many stories that are untold but that you can go and find, and it's crazy because – the people, a lot of people don't think they can write a book, right? But there are so many book-worthy stories out there. Oh, dude. There's so many. And it's so much fun to just get them, like, free of charge. Like, you just get – you can talk yeah. to people. And nine times out of ten, you're going to have a great time and a great interaction. And for every – for all those ones where it sucks, people shut you down. You just – they make you feel like crap for Even trying to talk half. to them. But the, the other half is so much worth it. Exactly. Worth it, yeah. yeah, it could be it could be flipped. One out of ten is going to be that amazing, life-changing person yeah. to talk to. Dude, it'll be worth it every time. So you meet a lot of boring people who have no story. Yeah, but you'll meet also a lot of interesting people who have done crazy stuff that you could never even imagine. Yeah, but a big thing in my life is I, th- I feel like it's encouraging when you get asked a question, like, what's your proudest accomplishment in life? People, when people don't have anything to say, it makes them want to go find that. And that's the same thing. When I got asked these questions when I was younger and I didn't have an answer, it made me, I was like, I need to get an answer for that, you know? So it could awaken something in someone. Yeah, it absolutely could. I think, I think we're all wanting to do great things and just few people actually do it or try. Or, yeah. And then push past the failure after trying. Because once you start trying, you start doing crazy things, you're going to hit a big failure. You're going to fail. It's inevitable. 
are you going to keep going? Like that statistic we found was the average podcast fails after three episodes. 90% fail. No, the a- well, the average podcast. So I don't know what the percentage on that is. But 90% oh. of the ones that make it past. So, like, you're already above average. After three episodes. 90% of above average drop before 21. So, once you make it to 21, you're in the top 10th percentile. No, no, no. When you make it to 21, ever. you're in the top 1 percentile. He just said the top 10 percentile. I swear he said the top 1. He just said top percentile, not 10 or 1. Top percentile means top 1. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> um, brain fart moment. That's crazy. Yeah, the top one percent. You're right. That's crazy. That's nuts. We are on episode 16. 17. 17? 16. 16, technically. So we are almost to 21, and we're going to go well past that. Oh, yeah, bro. I'm waiting for episode 100. It's just like a crazy reflection, like the 100th episode special, bro. Yeah. And most of, some of the most popular podcasts that only started becoming popular have like 500 episodes. It's about numbers, just getting it out and staying consistent. Mm-hmm. And, st- yeah, staying consistent, staying niche, staying. Then we can be in the top 1% of podcasts in by like making past 21. In before summer ends, in like a month, we will be in the top 1 percentile of podcasts. Over a month, a little bit, but yes. Yeah. If we podcast every single week. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Which hopefully we will be able to. I think we will this summer, but yeah. yeah. Shall we dive into the challenge? Forty six minutes into the live stream. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, yeah, I don't really know where to start. Oh, Maybe dude. this is the training. Let's go over the training because oh, we can training both talk sucked. about that. Training sucked. So <laughs> I don't like that. I don't, you didn't have to say it like that. <laughs> we can both talk about uh, that. <laughs> well, the first, because at first I thought it was just going to be two weeks. You know, two weeks to train. And so he said to drop a lot of weight, try to get to 200. And then I, so I immediately went into a crash diet, 1900 calories. And that just gave me no energy. And I realized I had to bump it up to 2300. But that's still for me, 6'2", 210, um, pretty jacked. I needed to eat like 2500 to be in a deficit, 2300, 2500 to be, and I dropped 12 pounds through this I, think, I weighed 211 when i started actually i, th- I dropped 12 pounds i think total. you and i consistently consume prior to this 5400 calories a day give or take i'd say four th- um i would say for me four to five thousand no I would say really yeah oh definitely four, i was at the four thousand mark i have no doubts yeah well yeah i just realized that yeah, I needed to eat so much more to be in a deficit. Because I, like, I think that's just a challenge in itself, losing 12 pounds in three weeks. That's, I don't know, a lot of people try to do that but can't. But now I know. That was a, another challenge in itself. You'd lost it in the two weeks, didn't you? Yeah, I lost it actually two and a half weeks. I lost 12 pounds. And then just maintained it till five? Yeah. And I, I weighed in at 202. So, because um, they weighed in it late at night. Which oh. weigh-ins are always the morning, like for professional fights, because mm-hmm. you know, it's way easier to weigh in. Um, or, you know, a little bit later in the day, I think. But, yeah, so that's just crazy. But, yeah, it was pretty cool. W- losing that weight, the, the the diet was crazy. But right now, I'm in amazing shape. Dude. Great definition. Same. So, 
like this is a great thing that came out of it and somehow like right now so i was at like 215 give or take Uh uh-huh and right now i'm at like 206 i think um at the lowest lowest i clocked in was like 198 yeah i was 199 was the lowest i clocked in wow dude when i was 198 Dude, I felt like I could run a marathon. Yeah. Except I just didn't have enough calories in me. But, like, um, dude, but, yeah. Dude, I just, like, yeah, the diet felt so good. Every time I was eating, I, there was times where I was so hungry at first. But then after, like, six days went by, it became normal. Like, my metabolism had caught up. I felt a lot better. And then I didn't, I just wasn't as hungry at that point. Yeah, I was, I just stopped eating processed sugar and cut out a lot of carbs. I ate a lot of low-carb stuff. Uh, but I still realized I could still eat bread and function, eat bread uh, sandwiches and uh, still function pretty great. So you need that carbs for the energy to work out um, and good fats. But, yeah, I cut out all processed sugar. I felt amazing. I still feel amazing. I've been eating after I, stu- I st- started eating a little normally again. But I'm still, you know, a great hack is when you wake up, go as long as you can until you're really hungry. And then drink black coffee, and then that'll start to sort of suppress it for even a few more hours. So you can wait. Intermittent fasting didn't really work because I got so hungry to the point where I would just then eat a lot. Really? Because I was so hungry. I still am intermittent fasting. Really? I, I I mean, just normally I can do it, but just with the calorie deficit too, focusing so much on that, I just it, it worked better for me to eat so that I could work out in the morning. Because that was the biggest thing. I can't work out with an empty stomach very well. I just don't hit it. And that's how a lot of people are. A lot of people like that, but I need the energy. I need the fuel. So training was crazy. How was sparring? Did you like that? It was Okay. So I accept the fight. I'm like, Brayden, you need to try to get in this fight. I just got accepted. And, you know, they only gave me a two-week notice. But my opponent, you know, had much more. That was fine. (laughs) Um, But... I call my nephew because he, he did about like, three years of Muay Thai, actually. I thought it was six months, but he did three years of it. <laughs> and um, uh, and jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai. I call him. I was like, all right, I'm, my, I'm having you over to the Valley View Farm for the weekend, and we're just going to do training. We did two-a-days. I made meals like stuffed bell peppers. I was eating calorie deficit. We were just training all day, and I sparred with him a lot, and it was just great. So that's my, my training coach was my nephew. Um, was that humbling? Yeah. I no, it was just kind of scary. <laughs> it wasn't humbling, cause, you know. I'm better at sparring than him, and you know, because he's much longer, mm. and um, and he's been out of it for a little bit. So I was like, I have my nephew is my training, but has never been in a boxing or Muay Thai fight. He's been in lots of sparring, and he's been in jiu-jitsu tournaments, but not actually, um, fighting. So. You know, he knew a lot. He's very knowledgeable when he gets interested in things. And so he trained me really well. We did a lot of great pad work, a lot of great cardio, and uh, good plyometrics and good sparring technique. But um, So that was a fun weekend of that. But then most of the days, I couldn't get any sparring matches. But we sparred a few times, too. Yeah. Well, you – so I was, like, a fill-in. I didn't – there was – and, uh, again, I didn't fight, but – it was hard for me to get into the mindset of having to train because I knew I was a fill-in, and so I was like, oh, it's, I'm probably not going to fight. And you said something to me that made 
a switch flip that made me start training. Like the first weekend or a couple was of days. Leo's? No, I that across the table. Right? Well, no, no, no. You said something to me. It may have been. All I oh. remember is what you said. Is you said that you've only got two weeks to fight, and you're confident, but even though you don't know, and you could get knocked out, you could get absolutely just like crushed. Yeah. But you would rather get crushed knowing you gave it your all than sit there and regret it be like, oh, I should have done one more train. I should have done one more of this. should have done one more of this. And, like, it clicked to me that I would rather have trained my butt off and not fought than fight and not have trained. Mm. And that's what yeah. I did. That's what it clicked. And I was like, wow, okay, fair enough. I will. I'm gonna devote everything to it because, that's awesome. and, and that's it's just that's what it took for me to get in that mindset was you saying that, and then it clicked in my head, and I was like, well, okay, I'm gonna start asking people. And the great part, we just finished the uh, the week of 10ks with 100 pushups, 100 sit-ups, and 100 yeah, squats bro. every day. 10k every day for a week um, with all those sets of calisthenics, and so that was good to get off of that week of training, good cardio, but. What a great part of this is I trained as hard as I could. And it sucks because I got super sick the week before. And so um, I could only run two days before the actual fight again after being out for a week, mm. a whole week whole of my training. Of training. So I had you missed. about two weeks of training total, even though I had three weeks total to train. I got strep throat. It was kind of an answer to prayer that it got postponed an extra week. Yeah. And so so I, was, I missed a whole week of cardio, and I was so much weaker. And uh, when I got to the fight, <clears throat> I was still blowing my nose every day and coughing up mucus. Um, but, yeah, we'll get into that. So it just sucked because I got a whole week taken off. And I was like, well, I'm still going to go for it and uh, try it. But, I, but I, you know, one thing I do not regret, I did lose the fight. I trained as hard as I could. I did the best for the time I had, you know, <laughs> and um, I every day I dedicated myself to that diet. I did not cheat. And I worked out hard whenever I was not sick. I worked out so hard. And then a few days like after I was sick, I gave it like a day of like just kind of um, slow recovery. I ran pretty hard. And then after that, I was just like <clears throat> coughing hard. Yeah, I ran a really fast two miles and then ran up this really long hill. It was like, like rocky hills, awesome. And but after that, I was just coughing up mucus. It was awful. My lungs were shot, yeah. and so I was like, "This is gonna suck." But um, yeah. And then I drove up. I got off work. Oh, sorry. I have so much more oh, about okay. sparring, man. Oh, yeah, all I've got is sparring. the sparring. That's all I've got. I didn't have the fight. <laughs> Let's talk about Spark. It was fun. <laughs> so the first moment that it hit me and, like, that switch went off where I was like, okay, I'm going to train. This is going to happen. I'm going to at least die trying, you know? Um, so I put down my phone, and I really got into it. I'm just, I'm just screwing with you. Um, no, so. Sorry. I, You're good. Uh, so I texted one of my friends. His name was Will. And dude is, like, 5'8" hundred and probably 60 pounds 165 something like that uh-huh. so he's just he i am at the time of this like 208 pounds 
and six almost three like six two six three like your height basically i think you've got like half an inch on me yeah and so we're big boys this dude is in a, a thing with me on campus called polo but i know that he's been boxing for like six months from a conversation with that i'm like dude you want to you want to come beat me up i need to learn to defend and in my mind i'm thinking oh this dude's not gonna hurt punches aren't gonna hurt at all gonna be easy i'm literally going to kill this like he's gonna have done boxing for almost a year or whatever i'm gonna be able to crush him like like that dude so first thing that happens he starts jabbing the crap out of like my gut and i'm tensing up i'm dropping my guard i'm going down he's like dude you cannot do that i'm like what do you mean i'm supposed to block blah, 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 blah. he goes dude you do that i'm going to hit your head so hard that you will be down in one hit i'm like whatever bro this dude's 160 pounds yeah. so that's not gonna happen and we just keep talking he keeps going yeah you're, you're like one two you're dead one two you're dead i'm like dude i'm not dead i'm literally so much faster than you think i am he goes I, I was so cocky, bro. I'm not going to lie. Like, in my head, I'm so cocky. Yeah. And he goes, you're just, like, you're not wearing headgear or I would hit your head. So I'm like, okay, hit my head. Just, go for just it. do yeah. it. Dude. <laughs> Dude. He hits me with, like, a f- fake jab. Mm-hmm. So I tense down, and he just hammers the back of my head dude the and back that, of your head so yeah because i like tense down like i, I tense oh down goodness. he goes boom i almost puked bro yeah. that hurt so bad i had a headache i didn't like i instantly all my energy was drained from that one hit the, I'm like, the head is dangerous yeah <laughs> i'm like <laughs> i spoke spanish for like 10 minutes after that now he um so he does that and he's like bro are you okay sorry i hit you a little hard there I didn't like I, I just trying to hold back, but I hit you a little bit hard there, and I'm like, that was a little bit hard. Like you were holding back. He's like, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to hurt you. I'm like, dude. Yeah. He's like, see what I mean? You got to guard. You you got to learn to tank all of the shots to your body, pretty much. Well, yeah, kind of. It, like to an extent, as in like you can't be dropping your whole guard trying to defend something hitting your abs. You got to be protecting your face and the important areas and moving it's all about movement it's about dancing it's about dude yeah if you're not hitting you're moving yeah and learning they're not hitting you're hitting learning that hurt it hurt to learn that yeah but it was amazing and when i got hit dude in the back of the head it's like the all the neural pathways just connected put it all together and was like oh getting hit in the face is fun no it was like nice reset Dude. I was like, oh, I suck at this. Yeah. That's what happened. All the neural pathways connected to make me realize, oh, I am garbage at this right now. Yeah. I'm at infant stage. And that's okay. Yeah. You've got to start. But finally, it's like you know, my I was finally brought to my level and realized where I was at. Mm-hmm. And from that, I could train. It was amazing. And then you and I sparred. You kicked my butt. I think that was a huge problem with my sparring is – I try to get contact with boxing people. I contacted Mayweather people to train me and spar. I with gave them. it my all, man. <laughs> I tried so hard. No, you did great. You know, um, it's just yeah, I never spar. I got never got to spar with someone that was like significantly better than me. You know, that could this actually like that I could just have a real sparring match with. You know, that actually knew boxing whatsoever. Like uh, Braden, you know, my nephew, he's like five eleven, but. I st- he still rocked me a few times, but I didn't get to spar with him a lot. But, um, yeah, I never – which is a huge thing. If you're not constantly around – like, I was around people that I was better than, you know? And when you're not around people that are better than you, 
then you're never going to improve. When you're the best in the room, you won't get better. Yeah. But, I mean, it, with my – I could not get anyone else, like, to help me and train me. It was two weeks of notice. And so I had no one else to train with. So it's like, um, yeah, I couldn't get it. But, you know, that's all I had, so that's what I worked with. And, and it was fun. It was a blast, honestly. And I'd never been hit before that, ever, in yeah. my life of any sort. Like, I ne- I never did karate growing up or anything. You know what I did? I did football. That kind of counts, I guess, but not really. I did that one year in middle school. Got a 75-yard touchdown. Oh, dude, I was a nasty peewee football player, bro. I was so good. Like, I was Prodigy. one of those that – I was one of the, like, peewee players, bro, that people would probably take the videos and be like, this kid already has offers to the NFL. <laughs> Because I was like, there's like a highlight somewhere on some VHS tape, somewhere uh-huh. in like the lost archives of Greene County, of me chasing this dude down who our quarter, like our quarterback threw an interception. He sprints past everyone, and I sprint the whole field and catch up to him and knock him down at like the two-yard line before he gets a touchdown. It's classic. From the get-go, bro, I was chasing things down when they seemed impossible. <laughs> That's right. I'm just saying. Uh, and then now he wrote a book in one week. Arguably not as cool as the Pee Wee football <laughs> highlight, but still pretty cool. Exactly. Oh, man. But, yeah, it was it was so humbling, but so amazing to get hit for the first time. And yes. realize the pain oh, of it. Yeah. Realize the, the power behind it and the power that I have to do that same thing. I can cause someone that and more. Yep. With when, when it's trained. And that's beautiful. Better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Exactly. And All so, right. yeah. Move to the part that's only going to be you talking. <laughs> I'll try to go through this pretty quickly. No, take your time. I'm, I'm going to go pee while you talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Might as well. Um, so, yeah. I got off of work, which is really awesome. And I was able to drive up Saturday for the uh, weigh-in interviews. I got there pretty early. Got some IHOP. And, yeah, we had 199 the morning of the weigh-ins. And so I dropped, yeah, like 12 pounds, 11, 12, yeah, 12 pounds in uh, three weeks, two and a half weeks. So it was a great experience. So I drove down there, um, stayed in this tiny dorm. Um, we fit a queen-size air mattress in there, though. It was pretty hilarious. It took up literally every empty space that the dorm room had so i stayed in there and um did some more pad work with the friends uh, with my nephew who was training me and down there is my coach basically and so yeah we get there we go to the weigh-ins i have that awesome way i'd actually do some flips um in the middle of the interviews just talking about gymnastics experience was as my my best fighting experience that i have is pretty much being a gymnast and so yeah, I do some flips on stage. It was pretty funny, but yeah, and then I have the awesome moment where I talk about Christ transforming my life, and which I think you know reach a lot of people. People, when you see someone like, especially of a younger student, completely following Christ, uh, people are really weirded out by that. They're they're confused, because when I was living, you know, not for Christ at all, just doing everything that normal college students do everyone does i was using everybody's life as an excuse I was like my dad's every role model i had did messed up when they were my age and then got better so i was like 
well, then I can just do that. But I was using other people's lives as, as excuses, not living my life as an example. And so that's what really changed. But yeah, so then the night of the fight comes and I wake up and anxiety hits hard. Um, like that super intense anxiety you get when you're about to perform. But I felt this a lot before, before I went skydiving, that same intense anxiety. Before I competed in Daytona for with cheerleading, that same intense anxiety. Um, when I went up to do my comedian skit in only one week of training, that same intense anxiety. You know, so many times I've felt that anxiety in my life. So I was feeling pretty confident. And so I was feeling really confident about the fight. I mean, I saw his fight last year and he was swinging like crazy. He was not fighting well. So I was like, if he, if he hasn't been training, I'm going to win. And so, um, yeah, the fight night fight day comes. I'm not doing much. I'm just eating a lot, trying to get that weight up. I weighed in at 202, so and he weighed in at 190. I had like 12 pounds on him. Dang. 190, yeah. I did not know he was 190. That's what he weighed in as. And we didn't look that different in the face, face-offs, but we were. And um, so, yeah, we got to the fight, and they started in like an hour and a half late. <laughs> they were terribly off time. And... Um, so, yeah, the whole fight, you know, just warming up, getting, like, my shoulders rubbed, right, you know, just loosened me up, mm-hmm. training pads. But, dude, you know, from being sick, as soon as I start, like, hitting those pads and those combos, I just, I would go, oh, wow, I'm drained. And it really sucked. Like, seven times before the fight, I had to clear out my nose because it was so stuffy. Um, still from being sick, like, just now it's clearing up. Like, today I blew my nose at work because it was still bad. But from being sick, like, just now, it is uh, clearing up. Mm. But, yeah, like, it's just anxiety because you realize, like, two weeks, three weeks, it's not a lot of time to perform a fight, you know? And I was like, you know, and that's when the doubt starts creeping in. And, uh, and you're like, wow, this guy's had a fight before. He's already been here. He knows what it's like. And, um, and he's been preparing for a year. Well, yeah, well, I, I didn't know if he was preparing, but then I f- saw some Instagram videos of him sparring and stuff, and I was like, okay, he's been preparing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, way longer than I have. Oh, no. and uh, But, yeah, so we go up, and as soon as I get in that ring, again, I heard a fighter say this, and it's so true. It's the loneliest place on earth, oh. being in that ring. It is just you and oh. that guy and no one else. And everything just closes down. And so I step in that ring, played my song. I was like, yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> and so they told me 16-ounce gloves, which are really heavy. But then um, what we go in is um, we hit – they give me 18-ounce gloves. Did he have 18-ounce gloves? Both of us. I was like, these are – imagine 18-ounce steaks on your hand. <laughs> That's such a random but thing it's to a pick for the comparison. Way better for – Wait, like imagine those on your hands. So, I mean, we both had it. It was equal. But I was like, this is so heavy. Yeah, because you trained with 16. Cause that's I trained with 14, mostly. Oh. With, that's what we sparred with. Like, I did bag work with 16 and a lot of pad work. but And I do weighted shadow boxing. But um, 18 ounces is heavy. So, that I was like, oh, no. And then, um, yeah. 
so I step in that ring and all zeroes down. But yeah, I go in, I go in hard. I start hitting this guy like crazy. And uh, I won the first round completely. Um, dominated first round, but I go in so hard. We should watch the fight after this. And um, Do you have it? It's on YouTube now. What? Yeah, we need to watch it. And so I go in first round, um, and, but I just whip myself, dude. I, it was a rookie mistake. I go in hard, and then I'm drained. And instantly, I'll show you one point in the fight. My nose is clogged from where I start the fight. So imagine you can't breathe through your mouth unless it's open. Yeah, because the dude. But when you're punching, when you're punching, you you bite down. So I can't breathe through my mouth guard. So usually you breathe through your nose, right? My nose is clogged with snot. And if I try to suck in, I will choke because it goes in my throat. And I have a mouth guard in. I can't do anything about that. So I was as soon as I start the fight, my mouth, my nose gets clogged with snot. I'll show you one time in this fight. So at one point, I can't breathe, and he's coming at me. I'm like, I literally, that was, I almost felt like I was passing out because I couldn't breathe. Dang. And I'll show you one point in this fight. I can show you. I just blow the snot out of my mouth, out of my nose. I'm trying to blow it out, and he steps back like this. He goes. Like, I'll show you. He goes, he steps back like, what? He looks at the ref. Because I'm blowing snot out of my mouth. <laughs> Defense tactic. I was like, and I was like, I tried to wipe it off, but that didn't help. Still cannot breathe. Oh, man. So it was like going, so I was like, I just tried to hit him as hard as I could in that first round, but I could not breathe. And I honestly, I so I made a super rookie mistake by draining all my energy. I should have just saved it all. But, you know, that's what happens when you get in there. You don't remember anything but muscle memory. It's pretty crazy. And so I go in there, nose clogged. But he, he's been training. He was a much better fighter. Much better at dodging. Got low. He kept his guard up. He hit really good. And so first round, I'm winning. Second round, and I sit down. I'm like, my lungs are shot. Like, just burning. And I was like... Oh, crap. There were also three-minute rounds, and we trained two. Yeah, I, all my cardio was centered around, like, two-minute, like, bursts. But, it, you know, it's not a huge difference. But, yeah, it was three-minute rounds. They told me two, but not a big deal. He was – he was. I probably – I don't know. I, I would – without being sick, I would have loved to actually fight without having a clogged nose. Because, like, having, like, nose plugs in and without them it would be a huge difference. So I really want to fight again but without having my nose clogged and almost passing out from that. Mm. My lung shot from being sick. Like, I really want to do it again. I know that's, like, a big excuse, but, you know, I can't expect much with two weeks of training, you know. So, you know, I just got to – that's interesting. Mm. We got a fan for Braden on YouTube. But, yeah, so I go in, win the first round. Second round, it's a little bit more equal. I knock him down once. Thank you. I knock him down once, and then I'm like, oh, crap, I'm just dead. And so I keep going, but I start backing up now because my lungs are shot. I'm so disoriented from just not breathing. And then he comes in. He comes in. And he has a really good right that I dodged twice other times, but he starts throwing it. I think it was really calculated by him. It was good. Like, he let me my, me wear myself out, and then he comes in with the second round. So he throws his right hand. He was training this right hand. He was head hunting. Big throw, big throw. I dodge it twice. But now I'm in a corner. I'm just drained from not breathing. My guard is down. 
he nails me once with the right hand and i'm like oh crap and then he comes in again nails me with another and then i go down he's swinging while i'm down and i'll show you and he hits me while i'm down but then the ref yanks him (laughs) back and then i'm sitting there and i just like physically i'm like oh gosh i can't my lungs i can't breathe like i'm like (gasps) and so i said to spit out my mouth guard and then the ref was like do you want to continue i was like nope I can't because <laughs> um, I was down. I just got rocked, and I was just seeing stars, dude. Dang. And so I didn't. I wasn't down like on the ground. I was sitting up, um, but I was just like, yeah, I can't breathe. So I sat down, and it was so hard walking off. You know, it sucked just realizing that you lost and that failure. It was just like it sucks, but it, it's also encouraging knowing that most people are never going to even step in that ring. Mm. That's a terrifying thing. Like, a bunch of people probably, you know, will judge you over that kind of thing, but most people will never even step in that ring mm. or even train for it, you know? And you got to start somewhere, you know? you got to go out and fail. It's not like you're ever going to try something new and you're not going to fail. And it's kind of cool. With most of these challenges, we wrote a 100-page book in one week. We set out to do it. We completed that, right? Most of these challenges have never set up with a big failure. Like, we didn't complete something, but it wasn't even, like, that big of a deal, right? We, we became comedians, and we did well for our first time. We um, made a pretty awesome short film that we're proud of. We became runners. We got in the best shape of our life, you know? So we've been win after win after win. Now we get a loss. Like a hardcore loss. But that's what's going to do when we're encouraging this. Becoming comedians in one week. Becoming boxers in one week. A lot of times you're going to fail when you're trying new things. You're going to fail. You're not going to succeed. But it's like, are you going to continue? Are you going to let that motivate you? Are you going to get back up? Or are you going to give up? Because that's scary. It's scary. It's hard. And you get punched in the face. You get down. Do you let that stop you? Mm. You know? And so I'm like, no. So it was hard, though, dealing with that. For three days, I was just kind of in a depressed state. I was like, oh, that sucks. I was really counting on winning. And, you know, just giving myself excuses. But, you know, that one great quote, it's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and get back up. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to get back up, and I'm going to get another win. The nice thing about failing is you it's a sign of trying. And it, it's an opportunity, failing to fail forward and to make yourself better. So now I, I, I get granted an opportunity through this failure. Am I going to take it up? Mm. You know? And so, but I don't really count it as a failure. It was, you go in the ring, you try something new, you mess up, you fail. You know? <laughs> so it is kind of a failure. But then you get back up and you try again. And that's the mindset that so many people miss that what try or die is doing like we've been succeeding through all the things we're doing right but with trying new things and with pursuing your dreams you're gonna get knocked down and you're gonna it's get punched gonna beat you yeah it's gonna hit you with a great right right on the jaw snaps you, you go like that and you, you you fall down but you have to try again and you have to keep going because one failure does not uh determine who you are but yeah, he was definitely training. He was a much better fighter. Props to him. Um, he got a lot better from last year. He won his fight last year, but um, it was not great technique. But he had much better technique with me. Respect to him. It was a good fight. Um, 
I really, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm actually starting doing kickboxing with my nephew on Wednesdays now. The one who trained me, and he's been out of it for a while, and he's been he's so he's been so bored. And um, I know he's gonna be a great sparring partner because he just broke up with his girlfriend. He's gonna hit hard, dude. He's got <laughs> he's got that breakup creatine, bro. Bro, breakup is the best pre workout. It so he's gonna he's about to be the best training partner ever, dude. But dude, the like, boyfriend, did he yeah. break up or did she break up? A mutual thing. Ooh, that's even better pre workout, bro. Oh, it was more mutual, but it was kind of like I don't know. Well, I'm not going to talk about it. That's true. I don't feel like it's appropriate. <laughs> but no, nah, he's fine. He's actually watching right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, sorry to to dox you like that. Oh man, that's funny. Are you trying to see? Are you were waiting to see if he says anything into the chat? Bro? Maybe. But um, so yeah, he's going to be a great training partner, and we we're taking up uh, kickboxing classes. So heck yeah, dude! You're going to take this failure, and then we're gonna we're gonna proceed from it because it gives you um i was like i said before the fight i was like if i win i'm gonna be done fighting forever because i end on this awesome win and i don't fighting isn't a huge part of my life but if i lose i'm gonna train my ass off to win again and i love that mindset you know i don't because i don't think you should quit things but i was like fighting is not a big part of my life i'll train it more you know but if i win you know i'll just take the belt and uh go home but i was like now now I'm coming back for revenge. And now you got to win two. But now I get more than two weeks to prepare. But, yeah, I got to win two now. Even harder. Let's go. And it's awesome. During training, I was, like, feeling really sore, really weak. And I, and I hate doing this. But you do ten burpees on the minute every minute. Kills me. Kills me. And I didn't really – I didn't want to do it at all. I was procrastinating it. I was like David Goggins. He was like – I, I was staring my shoes like for 30 minutes before I put the, those uh, things on. Like, you know, just be staring at them because you're just procrastinating. There was the same thing with this. Like, this workout sucks. It drains you so hard. And, but I was like, you know, screw it. I'm going to do it with a mouth guard in. You know, let's make it harder. And ooh, then I did 11. Ooh, you're hitting on and something then I, did, I want to talk about. I did 11 rounds. There is something with that. Like, when you're like, I don't want to do something, but let's make it even harder to prove to myself that I can do it. You don't need, it's not even, I feel like it's also not even to, or maybe it is for you, but not even to like prove to yourself you can do it, uh-huh. but to just make it worse. It's like, it's like that, that, that mindset where this sucks. I'm going to make it suck more. And just because like almost to get, get myself for not doing it in a way. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know how to describe it, but that mindset right there has done so many amazing things for me. Because when we go up to become a comedian one week, we're like, so there's the, there's this, yeah, we're terrified. We're so scared, bro. And there's one and two spot open, and then like 12 12 and 13 open. And we're like, you know what? Let's make it harder. Let's go first and second for our first time ever doing comedian. Let's open it. Let's open the show. Yeah. Or like, or like, dude, like the running, we're, um, so like we run the 5Ks and everything, and then we, like, Okay, let's do the one punch man workout. Yeah, we're like <laughs> let's make this even harder. It's too easy. Yeah, bro. Even though the things weren't easy, it was like it was like they sucked. Yeah. Like running the five k's for some reason, bro. The one punch man workout was not as bad as the five k's on yeah. pain. Like pain wise for the five k's, I was hurting, oh, bro. Yeah, I think we just trained. Yeah, because we just weren't runners, but we became runners. We are basically runners now. At this point, yeah, I would say so. We're just in much better shape 
overall. Mm-hmm. Or or the, the oh, dude, like I remember the the seven days hard, bro. That's mm-hmm. what started this all. Yeah, that's what I wrote my book. That's what I started my book with too. That's what started it all, bro. And then from that, we're just like, what if we did harder stuff? <laughs> like just that constant mindset of you you do something or maybe you don't want to do something. If there's something you really don't want to do, add something that's gonna make it suck a little bit more. Yeah, just and that dice. sometimes helps. It weirdly does. Why is that? I don't know. But just making it harder makes it more interesting. Maybe I don't know. Like, oh, I really don't want to do my homework. Let's do all of the homework. Yeah, homework I don't have to do. Let's do it all tonight. Yeah, or just that kind of that's, like that's what spontaneity. I mean. Maybe I don't know. I don't understand it because, like, but it helps. I, that's all I know. No, it totally does. Because I think of, I think of like the the the, the days that we didn't want to to write. Oh. Let's take an ice bath and then write. Yeah. Let's do a cold plunge and then write. Let's smoke book. a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, some days where I wrote more than I needed to. Some days I wrote less. <laughs> Dude, that Christmas oh, Eve, bro, when I fell asleep, that I've never felt like I've been at my breaking point before. Than Imagine that. have to write twenty pages in one day. Twenty one, bro. You not pages. skipping that one. Yeah. I that one sucked. I know you had one. That's crazy. On Christmas, I had like seventeen <laughs> on Christmas, bro. While your mom's telling you she's gonna make it. <laughs> say bro. that out loud. You already oh, said it man, quietly. I did, bro. Say There's a whole loud. bunch of stuff that happened with like a lot of stuff. My mom struggles with like a bipolar uh, disorder, and so she was just in this really deep depression. Imagine trying was, to write. A, tw- a 20 pages in one day after the previous days you've been writing 14 every single day to complete 100 and your mom's like I'm gonna kill myself <laughs> but you still write the book you still do it I guess I'll let you say it for me <laughs> sorry I had to say it like Andrew Tate you gotta, you gotta um, oh man you gotta put some emphasis on it uh, try writing a 100 page book on Christmas <laughs> While your family's falling apart. <laughs> I laugh, but there's tears behind it, man. <laughs> Try that, viewer. You or can't. Like, like, bro. bro. So is or that like, what you're saying by making it harder? Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was kind of like the battle. The battle chooses me. Um... <laughs> All right, so we're going to move from, from that because yeah. we already podcasted about that. But, yeah, so. We're just revealing everyone's secrets today. We really are. That it may be the, oh, my gosh, is inspirational. <laughs> yes. It's Braden the said, sake, bro. Uh, yeah, my nephew is watching, my trainer for the boxing match. Oh, by the way, Braden, since you're watching, do you have anything to that you want me to cover over the fight? You want me to say anything, or do you have anything to say to the podcast listeners yeah. here um, about the fight? Because you were very um, a much part of this throughout the whole weekend and the training process. Um, do you want to say anything? Comment right now. Um, yeah, I'll yeah. Take like thirty seconds. Don't, yeah, mention his comment, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, but, but yeah, it's just, just been a great learning experience from. Just from so many things. Fighting, dude. Just listen. Let's talk about yeah. Just the f- idea of fighting that teaches you so much. It really does. It it it's one of those things where you start to realize, oh yeah, we have a different opinion. Let's work it out 
somewhere that were in a semi-even playing field, I feel like, is what usually fighting centers are. Like, fighting. I'm not yeah. talking about, like, dirty fights or, like, street fights. Like, you know, drunk mm-hmm. person pushes you or something like that. But I'm talking the original idea of fighting or duels where people have something that they disagree on, so they use physical means to work it out. Now, used to, this was like a death thing, you know, you'd fight to the death, and obviously the person who's living was the right one. Uh But I don't think that that fully translates. But as far as, like, suddenly everything about you disappears, I feel like, whenever you start fighting someone. All these stipulations that you had about yourself and about the other person, they vanish, bro. Suddenly you are two equal people, Mm -hmm. and the only thing that sets you apart is how much work you've put in. Yeah. One way or it's another. A, it's a yeah. That's a it's a weird perspective. Um All right. Let me read this comment real quick. Wait. You trained your ass off, of course. And I'm very proud of you. It was your first time really being hit and fighting an equal opponent, and I'm excited to watch your journey of of when you do kickboxing and getting back. And Akil Carson in the rematch. <laughs> this is, yeah. Is this the call out? Is this the call out? Oh, yeah. I'll do a rematch. Easy. Are you, you, you going to call it out? You got to look at the camera and do it, bro. Well, no. I'm going to, like, train really hard for a few months, get, like, good, <laughs> and then, like, call him out. I like it. I like it. Because right now, there's, like, oh, you just got beat and you call for a rematch. You can't do that. Yeah. You, you got to get some right, kind of right. win in life first. You're right. Big Ben after Carson. That's right. <laughs> bro. That's, that's what was that's my plan. Like, if that's I, what I need to fight, bro. I need to fight Big Ben. That just needs to happen. You just get super jacked. Dude, he was awful fighting. You, we should watch his fight. He was awful. Oh, I saw some highlights from him, but the dude is huge. Huge, but can, he was doing this. I'm not joking you. It was like, look, this. He was sticking out his arm straight like a cartoon character, punching like this. It was hilarious. But yeah, the <laughs> other guy was a boxer. I knew he was going to win. Oh, man. Brayden needs to fight Rafi. Rafi got his shit rocked. I'm sorry, but he bloody, just bloodied. Boosh, knocked out. Like, this was a knockout. He was, like, against the ring. It wasn't like, it was knockout. He got rocked. Fair enough. I was, like, oh, he was streaming blood. This kid, this other kid had three weeks of experience like me. This guy had six to seven months of training at boxing and got destroyed. The six to seven months got destroyed? Yeah, because he he obviously didn't train. He was much less in shape. And he did bad work. It was looking like he was was doing this. It looks like he was doing Pilates. (laughs) Like he was punching with 0% power. It was like this. It was like, (laughs) boom, (laughs) out. You go. It was hilarious. Yeah, Aaron was a killer. Like it's a guy Rafi fought. Aaron, right hand, right hand. It was awesome. Um, and that's the same thing that Carson did to me. Right hand <laughs> it just gave me two good licks. It was awesome. Mm. So yeah, go f- watch the fight. It's on Fight Night YouTube. Look up Mastrapa versus Valley. It's fun. It's good, and it, it sucks to watch myself get knocked out, but it's also kind of funny. Like I went out and got teacher. knocked out. It's Who else teacher. is gonna do that? It's a good teacher, and it's a good motivator. So I'm gonna take this failure. But is trying something new and messing up a failure? Yes. No. Yes. But it's a best kind of failure. Like, that is a good failing. Let's, you need to go out and fail. Let's stop the negative connotation around failing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Failure is not negative, bro. Failure is a very good thing. Exactly. Especially in this like context. Like, go out. You're trying something new. And I was so unrealistic. Like, oh, like you know, you you should go to a gym. You get a trainer, and you train for a, quite a few months, and then you can talk about getting a fight. No, let me fight in two weeks, and I have no professional. <laughs> let work me at spar all. someone who's like half an inch shorter than me and never been hit before. <laughs> yeah, and then I want to fight someone real, like that actually has fought before. <laughs> They're like, what? Someone real. <laughs> but it's kind of cool when I'm going to training now and I'm learning new concepts. I know how it plays into a real fight because i've been in a real fight right so now i've kind of get like a kickstart off this family this is true like going out and failing teaches you so much if you let yourself learn from it mm. so that's what i'm gonna take i'm gonna take this failure and we're gonna keep moving forward i mean Good fighting stuff. Yes. also isn't my identity at all it's just christ and we've done so much other things i'm an author a comedian um i'm an uh, author comedian short film director uh boxer and a failed boxer, <laughs> hey, but a, I have, and a runner. So I've succeeded at four the things. Infinity gauntlet. What? Just because <laughs> one of them, this is good. Trust me. Just because one of them has one failed, I'm still succeeded at four other things. Mm. That's the nice thing about trying a lot of things. Failing something doesn't mean you didn't do it. Uh, Let, doesn't mean I mean you didn't try. I mean it could, but not in this case. You're just 0-1. You're a boxer who's 0-1. Exactly. That's all. Still a boxer. Just 0-1. Can you call yourself a boxer? <laughs> but, oh, bro, getting yeah smashed in the face is a great experience. Yeah, and yeah. I would I don't regret anything. Neither do I. Even and I, I can't get wait fight. to get The only thing I regret again. is not getting in a fight. Yeah. That's the only thing I regret, bro. I do not regret training at all, even though I didn't get yeah. to fight. Dude, you need to fight. It's crazy. Oh, I'm going to. Next year, I'm already claiming it, bro. I'm just yeah. going to say, hey, I want to get like fight. an actual amateur fight. But if I do that, I don't think they'd let me fight at fight night. I don't think they would. Because I don't think they let people I don't think do you that. can have a record at <laughs> like. Well, because then I would probably destroy any amateur fighter if I actually had a real amateur fight, real training. I don't know. But that being said, yeah. I think. I think that concludes it. Let's talk about next week's challenge. Which we have no idea. Let's come up with a spot. Bray, do you have any ideas for our next week's challenge? Well, let's do even... Yeah, because we don't have a full week. What little challenge can we do? Well, Say dopamine detox? Possibly. No processed sugar. No screen time whatsoever except for editing. Because that gives you zero dopamine. Well, I have homework that I have to do screen time on. Well, that, yeah, but you're not watching YouTube videos for that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, like, kind of like Yeah, like any kind of scrolling you're watching. Or what else? Starting a men's ministry. Fasting for three days. No. <laughs> I no. Um Fasting doesn't have to be food. Yeah, dopamine. <laughs> you fast from dopamine, I'll fast from food. You're gonna go fast from food for three days? I kinda while doing re- finals? I really want to fast from food. I really want to do a food fast. I think that's a great idea, but when you have time to like focus on what matters. Not why you have to focus on homework. God. God and school. No, I'm saying, yeah, fasting helps you center your mind on God, but you're going to have so many other distractions while fasting because of finals. I don't know. Either one. Um, We'll podcast about something. But, yeah, we don't have a challenge. We all are. We are also finishing school. Like we have yeah. two week and a half left. And then During we're the summer, we're gonna do crazy yeah. stuff. What's so, the first week that we're gonna do? I have no idea. We will let you know Sunday. Yeah, but what's our idea? Fear. That one. Yeah. Talk about it. First week. 
yeah, first week we get out of finals, we have plans for the summer, and we're probably going to do the Fear of Heights week. Oh. We're going to do a bunch of Fear Hikes, and the, it ends with a 50-meter tower free solo. It's going to be dope. Yeah. Drone shots. Abandoned It'll, it'll be a viral video, 100%. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, so grant us, you know, a little bit of salt. Give us a grain of salt as we finish up this school year. Uh-huh. And then this summer is going to be amazing. Oh, we're going to podcast for the growth? every week, oh, yeah. every single week. Oh, yeah. But during these finals, we're going to try to still podcast. but And still keep ourselves accountable to live with to purpose. School. Yeah. But, yeah, we're going to finish out strong because we're going to apply these principles and apply them to the stuff that sucks, yep. like homework and finals. And apply it to stuff that isn't really a choice, which is almost harder sometimes. Mm-hmm. But through that, we're going to make it even harder so it's easier. I guess it maybe that it's the principle of like doing hard things makes your life easier. Doing easy things makes your life harder, paradoxically. Maybe. I have no clue why it lurks, bro. But it works. I'll Try tell you that. Make For something us, harder. It's definitely not a subjective thing. That's a universal thing. It's got to be. It's got to be. We'll experiment more. For most most things in your life. But yeah, this has been the Try or Die Podcast. My name, your name is? My name is Ben Valley. My name is Braden Ball. Travel the path less traveled on. See you guys next time. See you guys.